the United States expects a COVID-19 vaccine to be approved for use in the country soon, as cases there soar to 14.3 million. The World Health Organization reiterates its warning against complacency after recent progress in COVID-19 vaccines. Here at home, two vaccine developers may start clinical trials as soon as January. And the Trump administration ordered to fully reinstate the so-called DREAMers program, which protects young, undocumented immigrants from deportation. Good afternoon. I'm Rain Musni. Dateline Philippines weekend begins right now. U.S. Vice President Mike Pence again stoking optimism about a coronavirus vaccine as infections in the country continue to rise. Pence says a vaccine candidate could be approved for use in the U.S. before Christmas. We actually believe and that uh, from the moment that uh, we receive FDA approval, which we think is likely sometime the week of the 14th of December, that we, uh, we could be shipping within the first 24 hours and we could be vaccinating people within 24 hours of that. So within 48 hours from the FDA's approval, we could be vaccinating people literally in all 50 states and, uh, and territories all across the country. So it's a, and, and this is all being overseen by the CDC uh, and the experienced people here. So really remarkable. Americans are waiting for government approval of vaccines developed by drug companies Pfizer and Moderna. U.S. Food and Drug Administration earlier said the vaccine could soon receive emergency use authorization, clearing the way for the inoculation of some 20 million Americans by the end of the year. Coronavirus infections in the U.S. are now at 14.3 million, the highest in the world. Here at home, two vaccine developers may soon be given initial clearance to start clinical trials in the country as early as January. Christine Sabilio with the full story. The World Health Organization's vaccine clinical trials in the Philippines may begin in January. We hope the final list will come out soon. I think it will be around two vaccines at least that will be initially tested. The Solidarity Trial is a multi-country clinical trial, but independent vaccine developers are also applying for separate clinical trials in the Philippines. The Philippine Science Department's Vaccine Expert Panel already approved the applications of Chinese companies Sinovac and Clover Biopharmaceuticals, which are now undergoing ethics review. Once cleared by the ethics board, they can undergo final evaluation by the Food and Drug Administration. European companies Janssen and AstraZeneca are also nearing initial clearance by the vaccine expert panel. We just have a few more comments and if they respond to that, uh, we should be granting the technical clearance. Russia's Gamaleya Institute, meanwhile, is lagging behind because of incomplete documents. Gamaleya has somehow provided information that they have 92% uh, efficacy with the Sputnik V. But we want the scientific interim data. We cannot rely on what they publish on the Internet. 
Philippine Health Secretary Francisco Duque III says while the country wants to have vaccines as soon as possible, it will depend on the supply available. Speaking before the United Nations General Assembly, Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte renewed his call for universal and inclusive access to COVID-19 vaccines. Duterte added the Philippines would participate in the pooling of global funds and resources to combat COVID-19 worldwide. This comes as multiple other countries are also working on their vaccination programs. France has announced it will ensure free vaccinations for all. Portugal also plans to vaccinate people free of charge. The country and Brazil's Sao Paulo state are beginning immunizations in January. Christine Sabilio, ABS-CBN News. The COVID-19 pandemic is not yet over. That's the reminder of the World Health Organization amid recent positive developments in the COVID-19 vaccine front. The agency maintains now is not the time to be complacent. Again, I would like to say vaccines do not equal zero COVID. Vaccines and vaccination will add a major, major powerful tool to the toolkit that we have. But by themselves, they will not do the job. Uh, and therefore, we have to add vaccines into an existing public health strategy. We will have to continue to work on um, uh, managing our personal behavior or hygiene. Uh, and, and in many cases, uh, we need to recognize that the vaccine will not be with everyone early next year. The warning comes as coronavirus infections around the world reach over 65.7 million. One and a half million people have died from the disease, while 42 million others have recovered. With less than a month before the year ends, the United Nations is already warning countries that 2021 is shaping up to be a humanitarian catastrophe. Speaking at the U.N. General Assembly, top U.N. officials expressed concerns over depleting funds in the fight against humanitarian issues like hunger and migration. They called on countries to share resources, including COVID-19 vaccines to help economies bounce back from the impact of the health crisis. We're now looking uh, literally at 2021 uh, being the worst humanitarian crisis year since the beginning of the United Nations. And we're gonna have to step up. And as I tell many of my friends and leaders around the world, we're not gonna be able to fund everything next year. So we have to prioritize, as I say, the icebergs in front of the Titanic. We've really got to give priority to famine, destabilization, uh, and migration. Back here at home, the Philippines recorded 934 new COVID-19 cases on Friday, its lowest single-day tally in nearly five months. This brings the country's total number of infections to more than 436,000, 28,000 of which are considered active cases. Quezon City and Laguna, as well as Baguio City, Bulacan and Davao City, accounted for most of the newly reported cases. 8,500 people have died from the disease, which close to, well, close to 400,000 have recovered. In other news, Valenzuela City Mayor Rex Gachalian threatens to suspend the business permit of the North Luzon Expressway Corporation, or NLUX. That's if it fails to resolve the issues with its new automated tollway system, 
which Gachalian says has exacerbated the already bad traffic in Valenzuela. The mayor has given the company 24 hours to submit an action plan to the city government and 72 hours to explain why its permit shouldn't be suspended. Should the suspension push through, motorists will not be charged when passing through and lex entry or exit points in Valenzuela. The Metro Pacific Tollways Corporation, which operates NLEX, earlier announced that it would implement 100 percent cashless payments in its tollways starting November 2nd. This is in compliance with government measures to curb the coronavirus spread and to promote ease of passage. The Philippine police eyeing three motives behind Thursday's attack in Maguindanao, which resulted in a two-hour firefight between government troops and the Bangsamoro Islamic Freedom Fighters. The police say the attack is either due to political rivalry, vengeance for the death of a BIFF member, or personal grudge of some rebels against the chief of police of Datu Piang. Pursuit operations for BIFF members are now underway. Police also say multiple criminal charges may be filed next week against the rebels. There was one um, possible motive, probably, and this was shared, no less, by the armed forces of the Philippines. And this will eventually be made part of the investigation. Accordingly, they wanted to get the chief of police of Datu Piang. And uh, probably, in as much as they failed to get him that time, uh, they may have thought of withdrawing right away uh, for having failed at uh, getting their objective. We still are looking into other angles, uh, especially in so far as the political side is concerned. And we hope that uh, uh, the investigators would uh, eventually find a proof as to the motive. On Friday, President Rodrigo Duterte slammed terrorism in his pre-recorded speech before the United Nations General Assembly. Duterte told world leaders there is an urgent need to address threats to peace and security, which he says only worsened during the pandemic. A security expert urges the Philippine government to intensify efforts to improve the social and economic conditions of Filipinos. Professor Romel Balawi warns terror groups are using the pandemic to target vulnerable Filipinos and recruit members. We have enough uh, legal remedies to prevent that to happen. And in fact, even having even our anti-terrorism law of 2020 has the has provisions about accounting uh, state security forces for abuse. So we really have to be on guard. So uh, we have to really uh, watch the actions of our security personnel in order to uh, protect our human rights. A Makati court postpones the arraignment of Rappler CEO Maria Ressa for her second cyber libel case after she questioned the criminal charge against her by businessman Wilfredo King. The complaint was filed over Ressa's tweet last year in which she shared screenshots of a 2002 article on King. But Ressa filed a motion to quash the case, citing a 2014 Supreme Court ruling which said that liking, commenting and sharing on social media should not constitute cyber libel. Kang's previous complaint led to the conviction of in June of Ressa and a former researcher of her online news agency Rappler. That court ruling sparked global outcry among human rights advocates who called it an attack on press freedom.
It's my ninth arrest warrant uh, under this administration. It's my ninth. It's obviously political harassment. It's meant to intimidate us. I'm meant to stop you from tweeting newspaper articles. <laughs> so, so good luck to all of us. No, how do I feel? I feel like I will put my trust in the justice system, uh, but we will fight. And, you know, I, I guess by now, after the ninth one, you have to realize I'm not going to shut up. You know, when you have firsthand evidence of injustice, of abuse of power, you have to call it out. That's what we journalists do. Moving on to other news, in a rebuke to U.S. President Trump, a federal judge orders the U.S. government to fully restore an Obama-era program designed to shield young, undocumented immigrants from deportation. Back in June, the Supreme Court had blocked Trump's bid to end the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA. But his administration continued its policy of not accepting new applications for the program. Now, District Court Judge Nicholas Garalfis had directed the Department of Homeland Security to resume that practice. He ordered the agency to return to its prior practice of granting and extending DACA status for two years at a time. Aside from that, the judge's order includes advanced parole as well, which lets DACA recipients leave the country for a time without jeopardizing their status. U.S. President-elect Joe Biden plans to hold a scaled-back inauguration ceremony on January 20th in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. That's in sharp contrast to U.S. President Trump, whose administration began with a fight over the size of his inaugural crowds. Biden says he expects to be sworn in on the platform already being constructed on the steps of the U.S. Capitol, but this time without the usual crowds. His staff is working with the same team that produced the largely online Democratic National Convention in August to plan a swearing-in that will not raise the risks of accelerating the spread of the coronavirus, which has surged to a fresh record high in the U.S. First and foremost thing is we're going to follow, again, the science and the recommendation of the experts on keeping people safe. So it is highly unlikely there will be a million people on the mall going all the way down to the memorial. There probably will not be a gigantic inaugural parade on down Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, but my guess is you'll see uh, a lot of virtual activity in states all across America, engaging even more people than before. Which is a disappointment. Trump, who has refused to concede the election, is not said if he will attend the ceremony. Instead, a source familiar with the internal White House discussion says he's considering launching his bid to run again in 2024 on that day. And that's Dateline Philippines Weekend. I'm Rain Musni. Thank you so much for joining us and keep it here on ANC.